From the tech sideline, High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia. It's Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoyed the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to recap a big night on the hardwood for both tech men's and women's hoops, what there was to like, and what we learned about the Hokies ahead of a big-time trip to Charlotte. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, let's bring David Cunningham now into this thing, our managing editor and our basketball guru. I know you are as fired up as anybody. The basketball season is underway, and what a first night for Hokies men's and women's hoops. The women take care of High Point 94 to 55, and the men take care of Coppin State 100 to 55. I'll start with this. What did you like, and what were some of your takeaways from both sides? Yeah, I think um, I had heard stuff coming in about the women, specifically I heard that Kenny Brooks wasn't very happy about the scrimmage. Um, I hadn't heard specifics really, but I had just heard overall that it had been a pretty uh, testy, very uh, energized week. Um, very hard, hardcore, if you want to say. Um, big emphasis on just locking in and and doing your job, and um, and that's what Kenny Brooks admitted last night after the game. He said that. He did not like the scrimmage. He did not like the way it turned out. Um, I don't have any more details on that, but he said that he last week there was just a ramp up in the energy and the intensity in practice, and we saw that. Hokies came out, started hot, got out to a huge lead early, scored 38 first quarter points, uh, Shot 87.5%. They were 14 of 16 in that first quarter. Uh, Elizabeth Kitley led the way with 14 points in that period. Virginia Tech got out to a quick start, and that is great to see. There were times last year where Tech got off to a slow start. Obviously, this is a new team. I was very interested to see how the pieces mesh together. I thought they were fine, but that was my biggest emphasis and biggest takeaway or biggest takeaway from the women was they got off to a hot start, and that was crazy impressive, especially after I wasn't really sure how they were going to come out after what I had heard, just that the scrimmage didn't necessarily go as well as Kenny Brooks expected. That's why he said that there were some sleepless nights this week for him because he wasn't sure what he was going to get from his group. Um, he got a good showing, and that was positive. On the other side with the men, I was pretty impressed with how Tech played. Um, I thought the biggest thing that impressed me on the men's side was Sean Padula. Mm-hmm. He had 15 and 10, first career double-double. Uh, he was actually just in here uh, on the Triumph Spotlight. That'll come out on Wednesday. Um, he played very well for Virginia Tech. Um, only had two turnovers to 10 assists. He, I thought his court vision, I thought he took another level, or he has taken another level in terms of his growth. He said the game's coming easier to him, which is good to hear. Um, he said he's not sure why. That's what he joked about with me last last night. He wasn't sure why it was coming easier, just that it was. And um, you, you can see kind of the growth um, across the board. I thought Tech played fine. Coppin State's not a very good team. 
first year head coach. Not a lot you can take away from it. Um, but Tech played a lot of different guys and got a lot of guys' experience. I think that's good. Saw some flashes from the young guys, too. Focusing on the women's game first, you mentioned the 38 points in the first quarter. They were on pace, I did the math, to score 142 points at the end of the first 10 minutes, which is crazy. 27 points from Liz Kitley, 15 from Matilda Eck, 14 from Kayla King, and 14 from Georgia Amor. That group, of course, was as good as advertised. Seven points from Carly Wenzel, too, and I wanted to ask you about her. What did you see from her on Monday night, and how much can she help run the Hokies' offense, particularly when you can slide Georgia off the ball? Yeah, I think I asked Kenny Brooks about her after the game, and... um Everybody loves Carly in that program. She sat at last year. They kind of look at her as like the little sister, especially those that have been around, not necessarily the new kids, but um, but Liz, Georgia, Kayla. Um, and Carly got to play last night for the first time in her career. Um, Wenzel had seven points, three or four from the floor. She had four blocks. She was pretty impressive defensively. Uh, I I thought it was a good showing and a good way uh, for her to kind of get under the lights, get, get the adrenaline flowing, and get that first game under her belt. And I think that was the case for a lot of them. Um, but, yeah, I think we saw we saw some good moments. Um, we didn't necessarily see bad moments. She did have one turnover. Uh, I thought she played well. She's going to be somebody that's going to be able to help the Hokies. How much, I'm not sure. But she she's going to be able to do it. Uh, she played 18 minutes, almost 19, um, on Monday night. I liked what I saw. I don't, again, like, like she's somebody that she's going to have a role. It's just kind of how much, uh, she doesn't necessarily need to, to prove that she deserves to play. It's more of how much is she going to play? And that's what I'm very interested to see over the next couple of weeks. I mentioned Matilda Eck, Rosemary Shaw, Olivia Sumio. What were kind of your first impressions on how the three transfers meshed into what the Hokies are trying to do? I thought Matilda Eck was really good. Um, she, in terms of laterally moving side to side, she's not as quick as I expected, but she still, like, I thought she still played good, solid defense. Um, she's not going to be the Kayla King, you know, as good of a on ball defender, um, but, but she is a good, solid defender. I think she understands what Tech's trying to do on that end. She impressed me there. Um, she scored 15 points, was, was three of seven from behind the arc, got to the foul line five, you know, had was four or five from the free throw line. Um, I thought she had a good solid debut. She got that, that first game under her belt and she's been the one that's kind of, I think got a grasp of what the Hokies are trying to do the quickest where she's integrated herself. She's meshed the fastest. She impressed me from that angle. Um, Rose Misha, I, I liked what she was able to do, but I but she had five turnovers. She yes. had six point mm-hmm. five turnovers. I think you saw the good and the bad, um, and, and that's not a knock on her. That's just she still has to learn how Tech wants to play. I think if you look at the starting five, Misha is the one that I think it will take the longest to get used to this system, how Tech wants to play. I think Eck is kind of again meshed in, gelled pretty well. 
Misha seems like she's still trying to find her footing a little bit. But I was I was impressed in moments. There are other times where, yeah, okay, that's a mistake, but I'm sure that'll be something to clean up. Uh, Sumiel, to be honest, she had four points and, and eight rebounds. I thought she was really good on the glass. She didn't do anything crazy that impressed me. She didn't do anything that didn't impress me. I, that's kind of what I expected from her. She's yeah. a veteran player. She played a lot at Wake Forest. Very, very smart, high IQ player. She did exactly what Tech needed her to do. And I think that's that's who she will probably be for this team. 57% from the field, 42% from three. Tech was also 13 of 16 from the line while out-rebounding the Panthers 32-15. to 15. Rotation-wise, the Hokies played 10. Samaya Suffren got in the game, saw plenty of Karis Baker and Claire Strack. Mackenzie Nelson and Gabby Brooks will redshirt. So any reaction to any of that after game number one? Well, so I, I tell you this. Um, I did not put this in my game story. I did post this on the message board after the game. I talked with Kenny Brooks in the hallway as he was, you know, after the press conference, we were walking back down the hallway. Um, and I just asked him, I said, you know, um, Mackenzie Nelson's going to redshirt. He nodded and said, yeah. And I said, was it similar to the Carly Wenzel situation? He said, honestly, yeah. Um, except that she came and approached me. He, Kenny said that he was very impressed that with her maturity, that he thought she was going to be able to have a role for this team this year. How much he wasn't sure yet. And it was going to take some time for him to figure that out. But she came to him and said, Hey, I think it's in my best interest to redshirt. And I think, you know, I, I was expecting Brooks to redshirt. Kenny said on this podcast and set and said that she was probably going to redshirt. That's not a surprise. Nelson, she was number 65 player in the, in the class. Mm-hmm. But I think and it's very interesting. Tech Tech has four point guards in the program. Carly Wenzel, Samaya Suffren, Mackenzie Nelson, um, along with George Amor, obviously. Amor is probably going to be gone after this year, even though she does have another year. Um, she's probably going to be a potential first-round WNBA draft pick. Um, who takes up that mantle is going to be interesting. Um, but I think, I think Nelson has a bright future, and I think it says a lot about her that, you know, that she saw that she that she you know because I think you look at it a lot of times kids don't necessarily want a red shirt or when it gets brought up to them they have second thoughts the fact that she went out of her way to go seek it out says a lot about who she is I think and I have not had the chance to talk to her she's a freshman and um, I probably won't talk to her just because there's a really good team with a lot of other players need to focus on first but I thought you know, my instant reaction was, wow, that's pretty crazy. Kind of similar to what Kenny said, that he was impressed by her maturity. Yeah, like the fact that you go to your head coach and say, I think it's in my best interest to redshirt. Um, she's going to sit behind Georgia Amor and learn a lot this year. And if she can kind of make those make strides over the summer, um, you know, or this season and the summer and, and get ready to, to kind of play next year, I think that's huge for Tech. And, in, I mean, Again, when you can back to back years, when you can redshirt a top 100 recruit, like that, that kind of speaks to what kind of depth tech hopes to have this year. So, with that being said, how many do you think tech will play on Thursday? Iowa is obviously very different than the High Point Panthers. Um, just for context, too, Samaya Seferin only played three minutes, and Karis Baker and Claire Strack played 10. I would say. Eight or nine. I I think I think it's early. I think if this game was in December, it'd be a little bit different. But because we don't know a lot yet, um, I, I expect Sumiel to play. I expect Wenzel to play. 
Strachan Baker, I expect him to play, but it could be just, it could be a simple thing like there's a media timeout with six and a half minutes to go, or sorry, there's a timeout with six and a half minutes to go before the media timeout. Um, kind of like what the men do, you know, you'll see Mike Young do it often where like, or not a timeout, I should say, but there's a dead ball and he'll sub in, um, you like, like I, I could see Kenny Brooks say there's a timeout with six minutes and 15 seconds to go in the quarter, a dead ball. He subs in Baker and, uh, and Strack yeah. gets them in the game for maybe a minute and a half, two minutes before the media timeout and then pulls them Yeah, where, you get them, get your guys, your guards, you know, your your starters a little bit of a breather, um, but you don't necessarily have to throw the the freshman to the fire. I think that is something we'll see. Um, too many timeouts and, and stuff to think of. Uh, my brain is all over the place after <laughs> covering a doubleheader on Monday night. But I I expect Tech to play eight or nine. I expect everybody but Suffren to play, even though Suffren's from Charlotte. I think it'd be cool to see your play, but again, it's Iowa. You want to win the game. Um Tech will play at least seven, eight or nine, I think is the question. But I expect, I, I think Kenny wants to get those girls an opportunity. I think he wants to put them in in the big, big moments. Now it might be tough because like Caitlin Clark might be playing 40 minutes a game. You know, like that's a good Iowa team. They're, they're number three in the oh, country yeah? for a reason. I think trying to find a balance, I think it might be, might be a little bit matchup based. You know, are you really going to take Elizabeth Kitley off the floor if she's going to score thirty potential thirty points? Yeah, I don't know if you will. So I, it might depend on the situation and how close the game is and whatnot. I, but at least seven. Iowa had no trouble with Fairleigh Dickinson, but how about LSU, the Colorado Buffaloes, <laughs> taking down the Tigers? So yeah. some parody in women's basketball for sure. They wanted the smoke. They did. They did. Well, how about the men? 100 to 55 over Coppin State. First time Tech has eclipsed 100 points since 2019 against Delaware State. Tech looked good. I mean, they they really, really did, I thought, on both sides of the ball. You mentioned Sean Padula, Lynn Kidd, both their first career double-doubles, and five Hokies were in double figures. 15 from Padula, 14 from Kidd, 13 from Hunter Gator, and then, how about this, 12 from both Tyler Nickel and Brandon Recksteiner. thought those two really, really impressed. Yeah, I already mentioned Padula. I thought he was the best player on the floor. I thought Lynn Kidd was good. I'd like to see, yeah, he had 14-11, his first career double-double, six for six from the floor. I'd like to see him. On, on Friday night against South Carolina, see what he can do against better competition. Um, Tyler Nickel, uh, he yeah. he looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how much he can help Virginia Tech this year? I think can I don't want to say will decide a lot, but but if he he can kind of give Tech a little bit of a boost in some areas, um, if he can play, he played twenty minutes on Monday night and had twelve and seven. If he can be that score off the bench, I think that's huge. Um, you mentioned Brandon Recksteiner. I was impressed by him. You know, he played 11 minutes and had 12 points. That's pretty good. He's going to help Virginia Tech this year. And, I mean, between his maturity, just between his composure, he looks the part. Sean Padula told me on Monday night after the game that as a freshman, he was afraid to make mistakes at times. He wanted to go out and play, but but he was afraid that not to do too much. That that if a shot came, a lot of times he potentially pass it up, give it to another older guy who was maybe more confident. Brandon Recksteiner, he said, is very very confident. He asked Brandon, "Are you nervous before the game?" He's like, "No, nah, it's another game. 
You know, so he he played like it. I mean, he played 12, again, 12 minutes, had 12 points, three assists, no turnovers, a steal. I, I, I thought he was good. Um, Hunter Couture, I don't know what else you can say about him. He was his usual self for assist one turnover. I did think it was interesting. He played a little point guard for, for a did. while. He so did, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see against South Carolina – if he if he if he plays more there, Mike Young's trust with Brandon Recksteiner. I think there's especially specific, specifically in the backcourt a lot of pieces there. He played some of the point. Tyler Nickel played some of the four late in the game when Robbie Barron got into foul trouble and picked up that fourth foul. More specifically on those two, watching the first half, I thought Tyler Nickel was the story. And then watching the second half, I think Brandon Recksteiner and I turned to you and said it on press row. I think Virginia Tech has a realistic shot to have a better point guard rotation than they did two years ago when they won the ACC with Storm Murphy and Sean Padula. Yeah, I think so. I think Sean Padula is in a better place now than Storm Murphy was, and that's not a shot at Storm Murphy. No. Uh-uh. Um, Storm Murphy was a great point guard, but I think Padula's, Padula has taken strides, and I think I think you saw Padula is a much better better score and I think he was a better score as a freshman than Murphy was. I think the big thing about Murphy was Murphy knew the offense. And mm-hmm. if Padula can continue to play within the offense, uh, I think I think that raises his ceiling. Uh, and I think Rex Steiner is maybe farther along than Padula was as a freshman. Uh, I I would agree with that. Yeah, no doubt. Nine points for Malaysia Poteet. That was very nice to see as well. Quiet night for the likes of MJ Collins. Kai Long, and particularly Robbie Barron, we mentioned he was in foul trouble throughout the night. But how about Jaden Young, too? Mike Young says the pride of Greensboro Day School in Greensboro, North Carolina. Eight points in his collegiate debut, so 20 points combined for Rex Sider and Young. Yeah, they look good. And uh, the question is, how much are they going to be able to help specifically defensively uh, against some of these better teams? But, um, you know, Virginia Tech, like I, I'm sure, it seems like Mike Young, you know, he played them each. 13 and, and 12 minutes respectively. I would not be surprised to see them both get extended minutes. And when I, when I say extended, I mean like six, seven ish minutes on Friday night against South Carolina. That is a game where if they perform pretty well, you're opening your eyes and kind of looking at them going, man, they might be able to help this team. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. I, I think that is going to be, I'm very curious to watch to see that on Friday night. Um, you mentioned Melagio Poteet. I thought he was good. People, people will, will, you know, bring up Robbie Barron. He only had two points. Four, he had four fouls, three turnovers. He that was not his best game. And I think um, I'd like to see him. I think he'll get a chance to redeem himself on Friday night. Um, I, I don't think that was a good encapsulation of what he can do. Obviously, spent most of the game in foul trouble. I yeah. mean, that's one of those where, you know, he only played fourteen ish minutes. Um, yeah, didn't really have a chance to get going. MJ Collins, he was one of eight. Um, Thought he just had a little bit of an off night. I thought he defended well. Um, interested to see him get gone. Speaking more so on Jaden Young, and you touched on it a little bit, but I think based on last night, and of course it's just Coppin State. I think we all understand that. But I think he showed Virginia Tech fans that the Hokies potentially, if Mike Young wants, could maybe go 10 deep. And I don't think that's something that Mike Young has really done, particularly here at Virginia Tech. But if those guys continue to contribute like that, they could play 10 night in and night out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about this Virginia Tech team right now is there's not necessarily a star. If there's a star, it's Padula. And 
I think Padula will probably take that leap to where he's scoring 20-ish a game. I, I think Padula will be that guy. I think Couture needs to take a leap and score a little bit more. I think Kidd needs to be that inside presence, and Poteet needs to help him out. But if the bench can produce, like I, I was impressed by Makai Long. He had 12-7. and seven. Um, Sorry, that was Nickel. Makai Long had 6-4. Had and four. Um, Nickel had 12-7. and seven. The bench put up 50 points. You can't complain about that. Obviously, it's Coppin State, but it, yes, if you can continue to get good production from them, man, that raises your ceiling a little bit because, again, not necessarily a Tech does not have a... doesn't really have a star. Tech doesn't really have a go-to score, per se. Mm-hmm. You would say it's Padula, but... Um, but if the bench can continue to contribute, this could be a really, really good team. Yeah, no doubt about it. 52% from the field, 42% from three. How about this? 29 free throw attempts, and they made 23 after starting one for five as well. But what did you think about Tech's defense? I think that's been an emphasis throughout the offseason, and uh, I thought last night was a pretty good start. Yeah, uh, I thought they did a good job cutting off passing lanes um, and and a good job with the backside help. Again, Coppin State's not a very good team. Mike Young, I asked him after the game, he said, let's do it on Friday. So Mm -hmm. I was impressed. Tech held Coppin State to 37% shooting. I thought it was a good night. Um, You know, uh, nine different steals, four blocks, it was a good effort. Uh, could be better, uh, but I, but I was impressed. I, I thought Tech, you know, it had been such an emphasis all off season. I thought Tech came out and showed uh, that it has improved on that end. How much? We'll, we'll, see. we'll see later this week. We'll see a little bit more next week. Coppin State, in my opinion, is going to be the worst team the Tech's going to play all year, which yes. says a lot. Yes, maybe Louisville. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Hokies are Queen City bound. Iowa for the women, South Carolina for the men. First thoughts on those two matchups. Oh, man. Um, I, I'm writing a story. By the time this comes out, my uh, story on uh, when we talked with we, – we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. We talked with Kenny Brooks and some of the players um, on, on Tuesday morning just about the Iowa game. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think this is going to be a good opportunity for Virginia Tech – uh, against Iowa, um, I'm very excited to, to talk about it, preview it. Well, obviously, have more. I don't want to spoil anything, but but we're going to do more about it on the TSL podcast um, that we're going to record on on Wednesday morning. But this is a big game for Virginia Tech, big stage, huge stage, um, prime time, 8 p.m. ESPN too. Like like you have a great opportunity. I think the Hokies are going to have a great chance to do something special. Then you look at the the men, South Carolina. Third game of a triple header is probably not going to start until 10 o'clock at night. It's going to be a long (laughs) night. Um, Football at noon the next day. (laughs) uh, Yeah, good thing we have Andy Bitter. Um, That would be an extremely long night for me. But but no, I I think the men, that'll be the first big time, big, big opportunity for them to really see. You know, South Carolina was not great last year. Should be better this year. Very interested to see just just what tech looks like against a team with that with kind of a of similar talent level mm. because I think Coppin State's not going to be able to replicate that for you. So two two big opportunities in the Queen City. Um, I know tickets are kind of expensive. I was texting with a couple friends uh, about 
the, just the, the prices for the Charlotte games. He said the men tickets are more than the women, which isn't surprising to me. Um, but he said the men are going for like 80 bucks. Really? So that's, okay. that's expensive for a 930 tip. I don't know. I'd watch that maybe from my couch. Um, but the women go get to that game. If you can, it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. And I mean, you get to watch Caitlin Clark play in person. Um, this Virginia Tech team, man, they got they have a, a special opportunity on Thursday night. Well, David, it's been fun as always. Appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill. And that was your Tuesday installment of TSL Today.